this week on Trust the Process. I more often than not might have made that move when I had girls in my group because I think one of the greatest opportunities you have in terms of female friends in your group is a perfect wingman because they know what a girl is looking for. They know what they like, what they don't like, what's unapproachable to them, and quite honestly, what works. And what can you do that will keep their attention? We are back for episode three of Trust the Process. Summer is just beginning. It's the first week of June. Everybody's got plans. They want to go out Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night. Maybe if you want to make it an entire weekend, sporting events, concerts, you name it. It's that time of year where you are more social. So, Sal, we're diving into the do's and don'ts this week. Of The best way to put it is trying to attract someone you're attracted to. Is that the most PC way to say that? Trying to pick up someone that you're interested in. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wanted to kind of deflect this to you right away. Yeah. Is there even at a very basic level, when we think about this, is there like an appropriate time of the night? Is there an appropriate place? Like, is well, it that simple? Well, I mean, there's no there's no manual. Let's, let's, I there's mean, no have, manual of anything we've talked people about. People have tried. People have definitely tried to write a manual. Um, it goes by vibe, goes by feel, it goes by area. Um, I will say this, uh, for those who are gentlemen, be respectful. Uh, if you're trying to pick up a lady, make sure that she's sober enough to even comprehend what you're talking about. Um, let's have that one be most foremost clear. So don't be, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Besides that though, there's no time, like proper time of the night, right? There's no like 10 PM, 11 PM. There's, it's, it's whenever you feel like it's best for you whenever you have enough mojo in your system to say let me go approach this person and talk to them and like it's not just day it's not just like nighttime it's not just nightlife either it can be something like at brunch it can be something at coffee but make sure you're doing it in a respectful way like cat calling is not respectful of course or like saying what's up babe to someone you don't know is not respectful let's try to be respectful let's try to let's try to have positive interactions with people and if you're interested maybe say hey hello my name is so and so like you'd be surprised how much a proper introduction goes a long way in getting to know someone right because um i mean Colin might know this i'm pretty good about getting people's numbers like really good i don't know about that per se but you're good at getting people's attention i can't speak on that but i do know you can enter a crowd go to someone directly and immediately catch their attention and hold it which is People can do the first part. It's rather easy. You can do something completely dumbassery, get their attention, but it's holding it. That's well, what's yeah. different. What I sets mean, you apart? The old Nebraska game one team. Remember we talked to them? <laughs> we were sitting in random seats. Random seats. You know, that, that night, we could honestly have a podcast just for that <laughs> night and maybe that just that weekend in general. No, we cannot have that conversation. Well, <laughs> that's, that's awful. You know what? This is a great time to actually talk about it. You know, picking up people or at least interacting in a social manner at bars because we had some scenarios in that weekend that could <laughs> actually apply if you think about it. Well, now, we did have some scenarios, but they But it never... wasn't necessarily you making the move. It was someone trying to make a move on you. Listen, I'm not. 
But let's you get back on better, topic. Yeah, let's get so back on they, topic. So we were at the game, and there was these two very lovely ladies sitting next to us. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm there focused on the game because, you know, my dumb ass is there. I paid the money for the game. I want to watch that. You paid the money to go in there and just talk some game with these chicks oh, ne- sitting next I to us. Oh, my. I tried to watch the game. Uh, you were not. It just so happened they sit next to us. We happen to have seats next to these two nice young people. And uh, I happened to... Maybe spit a little bit at bars. Try to introduce myself. Now, you got her number, the one that I'm thinking of clearly that was sitting next to you. Did anything actually happen past that? She actually didn't get her number. I got her We got, I got her Instagram, and then oh, I DM'd her. Oh, that's right. Uh, I never really got past the whole DM situation. So that was an instance where I didn't get the number. because so, so let's be honest here. Sometimes the number isn't always the play. So knowing the right play. But it's so weird that we would rather give some of our more, I don't know, personal platforms to people yeah, rather so than like, our own number. So, yes, yeah, so like Snapchat, Instagram might be the play sometimes. So knowing which one's the right play in the right time. So, like, I knew right away. I was like, okay, this person doesn't really know me, but we kind of have a vibe. Maybe, maybe not. Let me try Instagram first and see if that DM works. If the DM works, I'll go from DM to number, right? So it's like a, it's like a jumping game. So knowing the right platform to use in order to get, um, in order to make both parties the most comfortable. So, Snapchat, Instagram, numbers. Why do you think it differs? Like, why why is there a difference in some people's minds? I mean, I think that Snapchat and Instagram are much, um, you're not texting, right? You're not like, it's not like a constant notification. It's, it's almost like people don't feel like they have the obligation to sit on top of the t- the conversation and yeah. just go back and forth. Like, I we've discussed it many times on this podcast already. I hate Snapchat, but I also love it at the same time because if people are talking about something I honestly just don't have any interest in, and they do it through that app, I don't feel as compelled to keep on top of it. Yeah, you don't. You can just let it go. You kind of let it. You kind of just let it ride, and then if you don't respond, you don't respond. And then DM is like people read DMs all the time and don't respond. So DMs are being constantly right and not being responded to, whereas with text messages, you almost feel like it's an obligation to respond back to the person. And plus, now they can call you, they can Facetime you, they can do all more, they can do more stuff with your number. But they could do that hypothetically on Snapchat too. But I think it's more of the commonality of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Snapchat, like people don't really. I know like they added that function like maybe a few months ago, but people don't really use that function quite often no and if they do they accidentally do it yeah it's not like it's it's not a norm whereas you can get bombarded with phone calls constantly if you give someone your number so there's just uh it's just whatever you feel is best whatever the situation calls for and in both times it has to be first of all whenever i get someone's number it's always based off of like hi i'm sal we talk for a while we chit-chat. you played a long game yeah. which is good for you it, it tends to work out more times than not, and they feel more comfortable with you. But I think that's a thing that our society suffers with. Yeah, yeah. Is that we're such a now, like, we Mark need things stuff. right now. We need instant satisfaction, instant gratification immediately. No matter what it is, honestly, it kind of applies in all those situations. We need that instant gratification of, you know, we achieved our goal. We got the number. We got the girl interested in us. And people don't like to play that long game of sitting there and working hard, and that's that's where we get the stigma as a society that, you know, chivalry's dead and, you know, we don't put in the effort because people are just lazy. Well, we can't be a microwave society. That's that's what we are right now. So right now we like, I say microwave society, microwave society as in 
we microwave things. It's, it's you basically put it in for a minute and it comes out hot, right? That's not how you work in life. Life is very slow. Life is very tedious. It's more so like baking or, or using the oven. It takes time. It takes a lot of care. Um, and so that's what I do in life, right? So especially in relationships. And so, yeah, Colin is right. I mean, I play the long game more so than not. Um, these whole instant gratification things, I don't, I don't really get into too much. Um, because yeah. it'll, it, uh, honestly, the percentages say it will not work out in the long run. The inst- it doesn't. The instant thing? Yeah. Well, you see we have a high divorce rate, about 55% right there now. There you so go. If we're just looking for instant gratification, like you're looking in the wrong place because you got to be able to connect with people on a deeper level than just physical. And so you see all the time looking at these stories of people that have gone 50-plus years of marriage, 60-plus years of marriage, 70-plus years of marriage, what's the common denominator? Well, it's usually great communication, um, great connection, and the ability to know each other intimately, not just physically, but also on a much more deeper level than than just the uh, superficial. And so right now we're very superficial, superficial, superficial society. If you would, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not, but we're very, very like, oh, he has muscles, a six pack, and has long hair, or he has a man bun. Let me date him, but he can't hold a sentence. See, that's honestly that's a different topic. We can go down at some point, but it's. It's on another podcast I heard something about this is what guys look for and what girls yeah, look yeah, for. Yeah. Biologically, men are sexually driven. So the appearance, right. the all the stuff in that category is what guys are biologically attracted to immediately. That's their first thing they look for. Biologically in women, it tends to be other aspects. It tends to be, you know, brains, the personality, the stuff like that. Those aren't really just cliches. They're actually proven biologically. That's the first thing that catches people. Now, I'm not saying the other aspects don't attract people of the sexes. I'm not saying that at all. It's just we all operate in different ways that it can be almost confusing trying to understand the other side of things. I mean, for the most part, it's funny. We we think about what others think so much, and I'm guilty of this the most. So I'm speaking to myself really in this in this conversation right now. But we we always try to assume the other person's thought processes. Like what are they thinking? What are they thinking? What are they thinking? What are they thinking? Instead of just worrying about what we're saying. Like if we're being authentic and being our true self constantly, people will gravitate towards us or they won't. And it's okay. And so um to that point, like we can't be so gun-ho about what others think like i talked to this girl and she's does she like me does she does she have feelings for me am i doing enough like that doesn't matter like as long as you're giving your best effort you're saying the best things that you know how to say them let the cars fall where they fall if it works out it works out if it doesn't it doesn't work out and so we can't get so um bogged down in trying to cater to one person because when we try to cater to people we end up becoming fake end up becoming not the best versions of ourselves. Well, if you're not catering and like losing yourself at the same time, I feel like that may be a bad word to use for people that are just completely compatible. No, but they're, they're being their true self. They're not catering. They're just being themselves. Think about it. So Have you ever? So you're pointing out the people that in these instant gratification situations, if there's something, even the smallest thing they like about somebody, they'll over 
do themselves. Yes. Just to get that person. Right. So this person's super attractive, but they annoy the hell out of me. Uh, they're boring, and they have little personality. But that but, bo- that booty's just but too tasty. But I, <laughs> I mean, that's but uh, put yourself in the mind of somebody in this situation. A lot of guys think like that. Yeah. It's you know you know boring. I I just can't vibe with her. But man, she's she she's, got she got a booty, and I'm interested in that. Sadly, that's how some guys think. Which is which is why we lead to divorce because we, yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I said. That's my cater. That's what I mean by cater, is that we will not vibe on so many different levels, but yet I fixate on one or two aspects of the person. And I'm willing to bend or compromise or do anything and everything on everything else that really has value to me. And then all of a sudden I realize <laughs> 10 years later, well, shit, I'm not happy. She's not happy. They're not happy. Well, here we are. Divorce happens. But I want to kind of curtail your points back to the essence of picking up yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah, yeah. attracting yeah, somebody. Yeah. So obviously in that quick second or that quick minute, you're sitting there, time feels like it's going years as you see this person across the bar or yeah, across yeah. somewhere. And you all have, you have to decipher all that like really fast in that moment. Either that or you're just taking a shot in the dark, which a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people do and then they find out later, which is honestly not a problem if you – Realize right away and you end it if you're not happy with well, it. Well, there's or two there's ways. Not, I mean, there's the, it doesn't fit. There's the methodical way of like, okay, I'm going to go ask this person out or try and talk to this person at the bar. That's one way. But doesn't the scenario kind of decide for you whether it can be the long process like you were at the game talking to that girl or you're sitting in a very loud and crowded bar? I think those are two very different situations that can dictate, you know, you have 10 seconds to win this chick over versus... You have a full four-quarter game. No, yeah, that's true. But what I'm trying to say is that the scenario matter is right for sure. But what I was getting at, especially in the bar situation, at a bar, you have the option to try and pick out one person and say, hey, I'm going to try and talk to this person today, see if I can't get their number, get their number. Or you have Some the, people do multiple. I'm saying that's something. You have the other option, playing the odds. And that's people do that all the time. It's called playing the odds, in which you ask out every person you see, and someone has to say yes eventually. I don't really like the odds game, but people do play that. Um, there is a scene, though, I want to point out that doesn't get talked about, but it's just kind of generally accepted by everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the bar scene, it's more of like the younger, like 20s, maybe we can group in like college bar settings. That type of stuff because it's not really like trying to pick up somebody. It's I'm trying to think of like a good example that wouldn't offend anybody. But it's like, have you ever seen a nature video where there's like a bird or like a hummingbird male that needs to attract a female and he has to like sing a song real quick and then they just kind of slowly become one? That's kind of what it is like at a college bar in, in terms of this generation. It's like, you know, you're dancing out on the dance floor. You see somebody next to you. You start dancing for a little bit. You get that vibe. And you can tell right then and there, okay, is this something or is it not? Then you can continue down the line and eventually talk. There will be times you're out on the dance floor. You meet somebody. You start dancing. And you won't even know their name until you're finished dancing with them for the night. Yeah. It's weird. It's like it's a weird analogy to give out. But it's like that's kind of how it is in the scene right now. 
I mean, that's, that is a version as well too. So there's so many different versions of how this might play out, right? There's no proper correct way. Um, they're just, there are mainly like don'ts, right? There are some do's too, but mainly like, and we can get, let's get into those don'ts yeah. now. <laughs> Don't be a dick, which, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, that's like serious, like, right? Like, no, yeah. If they say no, respect the no. Don't don't go out cussing. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. If they say no, they say no. Flip side of that, if they say no, don't take it personally. Like, you were like a bad person either, right? It's just no. Whatever they have for the reason for no is their reason. The big, the big ocean, tons of fish in the sea cliche is overused, but at the same time, it's so true. It's true. Like, you cannot let that get to you. They say no, they say no, right? That's that's the first first don't. Second don't I think is um well obviously I kinda of mentioned it earlier. Be respectful of the person's level of intoxication. That's a really good point because I wanted to get into this and I, I've been pushing it off until we got to this don'ts uh topic. Yeah, yeah. We notice a lot of the times these places we make these moves. Especially bars. If, if it's at a bar. I wanted bar. to say most of those places involve some type of alcohol being involved. Yeah, definitely. So like, what do we have to take into consideration is like, you got to be careful with it. Like, I feel like a, pe- a lot of people gain that confidence when there's alcohol involved. When people are, you know, not at their full peak. Yeah, there's. it's called liquid courage. Yes, that's exactly it. And it's not just that. They feel like they can get the yes more often when it's Im- when it's involved. Well, let's which is- have some more confidence. That's that's to me that screams lack of confidence. Yes. So I would say if you have like if, if you need person, someone to be drinking alcohol for them to say yes to dance with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm that to, speaks I'm more you to about work yourself. Working yourself. I'm gonna need you to take a step back and go home and work on yourself. And start loving yourself because clearly you have some self issues that you might need to address personally. Secondly, you know, it has to be a give and take, right? Because everyone's going to be drinking, everyone's going to be having fun. I get that. But we all know when the person's too far gone to be like, <laughs> to say anything, right? So be respectful of that. It's just pure human decency. If, yeah, it, yeah, just be a decent human being like shit. If if they're if they're not capable of, you know what I mean. If they're not capable of saying hello, have some fucking feel. Um, and so I mean I'm I am being so serious about this because I have, um, it's personal to me for sure. It's definitely personal to me, and I feel like, especially guys, especially when it comes to the guy girl dynamic, guys have to do better at being respectful of the intoxication level. Um, yeah, we have to do better as a Right. As a I, I mean, it's it's just a common sense thing. I mean, yes, obviously there's no, like, exact point you can't just tell, but, I mean, it's pretty damn clear yeah, when it's way past the point. Yeah, there's there is definitely signs, and we all know, right? Go so, to your average bar. And look, you'll find them. Like, yes. You'll, You'll see, and if you don't know, ask ask somebody. Like, ask somebody, ask your DD, ask somebody. Somebody there that's sober enough to say, don't be an idiot. Like, seriously, just don't. 
right. I think we can also look at the other side of this too and be, look in terms of a person that might be overtly intoxicated and maybe looking at their friends. And you know, you said something about asking the DD to see yeah, yeah. if it's cool or not. I think those friends should also be a crutch in that position. Obviously, if their friend's too drunk, they should get them out of there, period. But they need to be. I mean, you got to be mindful of the people you're with. Yeah, I mean, you have. So when you go out, normally when you go out, you go out with a group of people, maybe three, maybe four, maybe six. Someone's usually the DD. Someone's usually someone that's trying to not drink too much to make sure they're watching all their friends. See, but with Uber, that's kind of different now. People no, just feel. No, I think that people still, to some degree, they still have someone that's going to be like, I'm going to try to make sure you guys stay semi okay. When I've gone out with friends groups and we've, you know, we depended on the Uber, I haven't really seen that. Right. Maybe that's just always me. That's <laughs> well, knowing you, you tend to be that person, though. So maybe it's just me. Um, <laughs> except for a few occasions, which. Well, yeah, you're right. We won't discuss. Anyway, so I'm saying, um, you're right. Uber has kind of changed the game a little bit, but just. You have. So, as I say, you go out with friends, you have a wingman usually trying to help you out, trying to. Hype you up. Put both your heads together. And you you know it's like, if you can't talk properly, go home. <laughs> like, don't. Don't try. Like, if you're having a hard time getting out proper words, if you feel like you're not in the best mental state, you should just go home. Call call tonight. Don't even try. So you should be sober enough to have a conversation, an intelligent conversation, not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, an intelligent conversation. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's another don't. Don't be too intoxicated yourself. Um, I think also have another don't. Don't objectify the person with your eyes. That's a big one for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, when you, when you go up and talk to somebody, look them in the eye. Don't look them in the chest. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I Okay, that's more specific. Yes, I agree with that. I'm just, is it like an innate, I, I don't know if like, you haven't gone up to talk to them yet. Yeah. You've seen them across the bar. I guess we got to separate those two things. Obviously, I mean, you're human. You're going to look, whether you're a guy looking at a girl or you're a girl looking at a guy <laughs> so, that you're interested in, you're going to look at all the muscles, all the talent. That's natural. Right. But yes, when you're actually there and interacting and trying to get to know the person, yes, give them the decency. Keep I mean, your eyes up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I mean, I get when you're far away, you might you look at them and say, oh, they're attractive. Right. That's different than when I go talk to you and, hi, my name is Sal. What's your name? Your name is I can't tell because I'm looking at your boobs. Like, that's a, that's a different, like, you cannot, you just can't have some feel. So look them in the eye. That's another do and don't at the same time. Do look them in the eye. Don't look them anywhere else. I don't know how much of a ladies' man you are, but what has been your go-to? I, I guess because we can really only say this from the guy's point of view because, you know, we aren't women. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can't. I can't tell you how a girl goes about trying yeah, to pick yeah. up a guy because I don't see it very often with my friend group. Yeah. I just want to focus on the male side of it because I think we can speak from experience. No bragging intended on that. But Sal, like, what is your what is your approach if you find a woman of your dreams 
standing across the bar from you? Uh, this is usually uh, the typical full name. Oh, okay. In the Italian version. <laughs> so you're giving out full. Not not the full name. Just... As a guy, I we tend to feel more safe doing that. As a girl, I wouldn't suggest that. No, not not my last name. Just but people ask me what's your name. Hey, what's your name? Salvatore. With the very Italian, like Salvatore. See, but don't people think like I'm just putting myself in the brain of a girl if they hear you say it like that? Are they thinking it's cheesy as hell? No, like, I love it. You sure? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, again, I can't put myself in the brain. I don't know. It's maybe it's dumb. I don't know. I'm doing it though, so <laughs> that's first. I would never think to do something like that. So um, that's, maybe that's just me. After that. Uh, it's usually, hey, how are you? What What's up? I'm very basic. It's very, very basic. Um, usually tell a few jokes. Uh, lots of jokes, actually. And at the end of it, it's kind of, so do you want to keep the conversation going? Let's get lunch. Let's get, let's get dinner. Let's get coffee. What's your number? It's very basic. Um, few jokes, though, for sure. From my end, more often than not, though, it kind of just falls into my lap. Like, I don't seek it out. This is true. I don't know how no, you, most, how most, you do Most this. of the time, it just shows up. Like, I remember this one time. I was a Southmore at Ohio State. I went to Two's at the time, RIP, to that place. One of the best bars I've ever been in. One of the greater campus dive bars you'll find. Um, I was sitting in one of the booths. It was like a Friday night, you know, like 9, 10 p.m. yeah, yeah. And, you know, this this little blonde just kind of... I'm sitting there alone in this... No, I'm not sitting alone. I'm sitting with a couple friends in this booth, and there's an open spot directly in front of me in the seat where it would be right across from me. She slides right down into that seat and just looks at me and just starts talking to me. And I'm like, well, okay, go on. So she just was generally curious about who I was, what do I do, what year am I so-and-so and ask for my number and whatnot. And it's, I'm, I'm sitting there. I didn't even make a move. I was sitting there, honestly, probably on my phone doing nothing with a beer in my hand, drinking it because my friends were, I don't know. I don't know the situation with that, but I'm just sitting there and she just walks her way into my life, offers her number and says, text me later. And it was like in a flash of like 30 seconds this happened. And I'm just, you're sitting there not knowing what's going on. Yeah. This has quite honestly happened more than I've actually tried to pick up women. And I I truly believe liquid courage works for me a little bit more in the public setting. Although, I mean, I've opened up more in the past five, six years that it's a little bit easier without it. Five, six years old are you? I'm turning 24 oh. this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. You're saying a little underage drinking might have been happening, huh? Okay, we all went to college, okay? I don't know. I didn't underage drink. Four or five years. Five years would have put me going into my freshman year of college, okay? I was did not drink till I was 21. Yeah, full of crap, because we can talk about some stories Yay. later on. <laughs> but no, if I was ever going to approach a girl that I thought was attractive, that I thought I wanted to get to know... I more often than not might have made that move when I had girls in my group because I think one of the greatest opportunities you have in terms of female friends in your group is a perfect wingman because they know what a girl is looking for. 
They know what they like, what they don't like, what's unapproachable to them, and quite honestly, what works. And what will get them to keep, what can you do that will keep their attention? And it can be something as slight as just going over and talking to her and saying, you know, this friend over here is interested in talking to you. I think he's a great guy. You should give him a chance. Talk to him. Uh, He likes this, this, and that. And she can kind of set the groundwork for you. That's happened for me before, and it's, it actually, I'm... (laughs) I'm pretty typical in hitting on girls and they turning into one of my good friends and not actually girlfriends, unfortunately, <laughs> but I actually gained a good friend doing that. Um, just in terms of solo approaching women, it's, if it's not in like a bar setting, it's just a casual conversation of something I can see within the 30 seconds that I see them, there's something that I can point out that says, okay, we have that in common. Right. You had to have a talking point because if you don't, like I told you, there's something about this chick that I'm currently trying to talk to that I pointed out and said, oh, we bond on that. We have that in common. I'm interested in that. And you can start the conversation and pick it up. And you don't have to start with some of these weird pickup lines or whatever that guys tend to do these days. I agree with that point because I definitely, as you know, I'm pretty, uh, have an eclectic memory and <laughs> know a lot of information about or a lot of random stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for me, it ends up being like their shoes, like something they're wearing. Um, keep up with some of the latest fashion trends because of my friends that I have that are into fashion design and so that. So, um, it has to usually do with fashion, some kind of thing like that. And then fashion goes into where you're like, what do you mean? So it's a very, very easy route for me because of some kind of fashion statement that they're trying to make that night or not make. See, it's weird because it can kind of depend on the stage in life you're in. Like with Ohio State, I knew so many people in Greek life that if I saw anything referring to maybe a sorority that was associated with a friend of mine that I knew or I knew a friend that was dating someone in that sorority, I thought it was easy to use that as a starting conversation. Like, hey, I have so-and-so in this sorority. Do you know them? I went on a date with a chick that had that connection, and it was a great date. I told you that date quite often. Um... I learned she was just using it to make her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend jealous, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, just in terms of trying to pick up another individual, I hate the term pick up. I wish it was a more appropriate way to describe meeting someone in a certain situation that you would never have met them beforehand. Or like the once in a lifetime you see somebody across the room and it's your chance to go and introduce yourself to them. Yeah. I, I wish it was more common for people to adapt these ideas because all you see in the mainstream you know, media, your social medias are the, the, the pickup attempts. But even that, they're very rare to see because we've become such a social online society that that part of the game has almost disappeared. People, liquid courage doesn't even help them anymore. You know, it's all an online society that they got to pick up <laughs> people of the opposite sex or people, whoever you're interested in. More think, often than not, you're not seeing the casual person walking up to somebody in a bar. You tend to stay in your group, your friend group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely do that, and I think it takes more courage to... Sure. Well, I mean, it's just, different, it's just different generation. Well, here's why. And I'm going to say this and kind of leave it out there. We don't know how to communicate effectively anymore oh yeah that's a basic yes that's a basic byline of how this society and this generation honestly has been 
you know, no. we're the generation of the phone, the the rise in technology. It's quite honestly, it's it's built us this way. I mean, the freaking hello is difficult when you don't know somebody. So let alone trying to talk to someone that you don't even know and trying to. But we go back to that that conversation of the liquid courage tends to give people that confidence that they can do it. It's weird. I mean, what? We went to that one bar a couple months ago, and the one the couple of chicks who probably never would have talked to us in a sober state of mind ever walked up to us while we were sitting there at the bar. And Speak you for just, yourself. You, okay, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying them coming to you. Do you think those girls would have came up and walked up to us and just broad daylight, sober, outside of that situation? Oh, <laughs> no. Exactly. Not a shot. Not a shot. Like, it, it was so weird. Like, you don't see those interactions outside of that. Well, okay, again, situationally, you might not see it. Sometimes you may. I can't then you label also, that. I mean, yeah, that was that was definitely interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> think about that. That was funny. That well, was you know funny. what? I'll tease this. You know, this whole topic about talking about picking up people, meeting people at bars, yeah, yeah, making yeah. the first move and whatnot, those tend to lead to relationships, and those are great stories, but sometimes they lead to something a little bit more spicy, which we'll talk about next. All right, so heading into this topic, I teased that something spicy could come from your attempts to woo somebody you're interested in. And I can't really speak from experience on this one. I haven't been in that position, although some might say one of my relationships, quite honestly, was the length of one. So I don't know what you would take away from that. Uh, a buddy we're going to have on in a little bit, though, has tons of experience in this, and it is Summer Flings. Now, a lot of what we've talked about on this podcast, not just this episode, just the podcast in general has been a lot of, you know, PC topics. You know, it's not really the audacious. We don't talk about hooking up. We don't talk about stuff like that. So Summer Flings is what we're diving into next. It's a little bit different from what we've talked about. We've talked about a lot of, like, heartfelt Serious big things. Now we're trying to open it up a little bit. Yeah, summer flings. They are real. <laughs> they are. You had to acknowledge they're a thing. And quite honestly, the people in a certain situation, they're good for them. And that's fine. If that's what they want and both sides are happy with it, who are you to say that's a bad thing? They do exist. But there are right ways to go about it and wrong ways. So I'm sure you have opinions on this. You've shared this plenty when our buddy Zach said, you know, his... his Get him uh, on the horn. Get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. You talk. I'll get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. All you right. Talk, so we're bringing... I'll, all right. So who's here, here we get on the horn. So we're bringing up our buddy Zach. Call him Metzel. Getting him on the horn. He's uh, one, of my, one of the few experts I know. When it comes to uh, this this topic of, what do you mean expert? Oh, let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, so Metzl's had his fair share of some of summer flings. Um, let's just say since college, he's probably had, or since since um, since high school, he's probably had a summer fling every summer, 
with the exception of maybe one summer when you need a, when you need a girlfriend. Um, so he is pretty well versed in the old summer fling era and how to go about it, the the good and the bad, and some of the ugly too. Um, so we're gonna have him. We're gonna have him come on the show and talk to us a little bit too. Um, besides that, though, I'll probably I'll probably get some ideas and try to give you guys some hints about how to operate summer flings. But I think I think we got him. I think we got him. We got him. We actually have our buddy on the line right now, Zach. How are you doing today? Uh, living the dream. I think the Indians are winning, so doing all right, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to check back on that later on after yeah. this pod <laughs> to see how that turns out. But Zach, you're joining us in just a great time, so we're actually moving on to one of our non-PC topics we've ever had in the beginning of this podcast, and it's about summer flings. Do you know anything about that? Um, yeah, I may have, may have dabbled a little bit over the dabbled. course of last summer. <laughs> you had a full course meal, but who's considering that? Might be on the, on the all-pro team this year, huh? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it was a little, little rough stretch in the spring of 2018. So, oh, 2018. Uh, How about 20, 2015, yeah, I 2017? <laughs> I think it's been every summer except uh, for that one. We don't need specifics. What we're trying to get at here is we want to get to the idea of, you know, what's acceptable. Obviously, if both sides agree to it, we are never going to say you can't do something. Obviously, if it's both sides agree on it, they both consent to it, it's perfectly fine in our opinions. We want to know right. what does it take to get to that point? Like people don't really know. It's kind of like that iffy ground. Like you have to feel like the other person's into it or else you're probably not going to bring it up. How do you get to that point? I mean, honestly, it all, it all just kind of comes down to communication. I feel like that's true with any kind of relationship, whether it's just some kind of summer flinging out going on or like a long-term relationship, definitely communication. You just have to be upfront and honest with, the person that you're talking with about like what your intentions are, unless you kind of want to just be a douchebag and just kind of lie and tell them whatever you think that they want to hear. But personally, I don't go for that. I'm more of a upfront person with telling them where I'm at going into this, what I'm expecting, that kind of thing. So you like to take the approach of being completely honest upfront. Exactly. (laughs) Cause if you're not, and then something happens and you just kind of feel like an asshole. So, so I, I don't like I don't like to feel like an asshole. Therefore, I tell people up front what I what I'm anticipating and where I'm at, where I'm at mentally, where I'm at emotionally, that kind of thing. So in that way, they just kind of have an idea. So therefore, no one's uh, no one's led led down the wrong path or anything like that. Now, do you lead with this, or do you kind of go like you know talk to them for a little bit? Or you well, just I mean you gotta have you gotta have like a date or two, kind of like. I mean, obviously, it's not something like you match with someone on Tinder and then you just immediately like first message. I mean, you gotta like go on like a date or two, and then like before things get like too serious, then you kind of should have a define the relationship, talk that kind of thing. No, I'm, you... not, I'm not suggesting that you that you lead with that as your first message on Tinder or anything like that. Now, do you, you said something about like dates or a few first couple of dates before you decide this? Do you 
Well, I guess I might have just answered my own question. Do you go into it thinking that this is really just all you're looking for? Or is it just kind of something you gain or you gather in your head as possibly an idea as you get to know the person? Maybe you just don't want to get to that level with them. Uh, speaking from my own personal experience, I can say that I've gone into it not expecting anything more than uh, like a little fling and then other times where it's just kind of like, okay, I'm just going in open-minded and where it goes, it goes, that kind of thing. So it, it honestly just kind of depends on, for me personally, where I'm at emotionally at the point in time where I met this person. I think a lot of people agree with that. <laughs> now, you. when you go into the scenario knowing that that's what you want, you're not going in open-minded and you've taken those two or three dates that you feel are kind of obligated to just get to know the person in general, when do you decide to have that conversation? Like, because if you're having that immediately after maybe two or three dates, you might know them a little bit, but you might not really know them, know them on a really good level that that's just a conversation that just flows out. No, yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, like, if you're relatively good at like kind of reading people and how they are texting you, that kind of thing, then honestly, you can kind of tell which way they are leaning before you even have to really say anything. So, I mean, you can kind of just tell by the way that they're talking, that kind of thing. You kind of have an idea of whether or not like they're into it or anything like that. So you're basically just making an assumption. Yeah, you are assuming, but then, a, but then going off of that assumption, then you can bring up that conversation. Well, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is that you're basically like, you're basically just, reading cues and you kind of have a mindset and you're seeing if their mindset vibes with your mindset. And that's where you kind of get through that conversation about yes or no. My question exactly. is what happens is what happens if, um, you're not vibing. Right. But like, so they want a relationship and you want to fling. What happens then? See, that's where it gets kind of like the, the sticky part. And then you, you tell them that, yeah, you had a good time, but you just think that, you're both looking for something different and kind of set them down easy. Yeah. I mean, granted, granted I've been the victim of being ghosted, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, I know that I've also ghosted a couple people myself. So that's a conversation we could have for another day. That's a really good one. Oh man. Um, We'll get there eventually (laughs) because we've all had it. I mean, it happens to us and then we've all done it. So at the same time, you know, we all kind of experience it as a group. Got another question for you, Zach. What what are some do's and don'ts with a summer fling? You know, how do you kind of, what are the do's and don'ts? Are there limits? Define limits. Well, I don't know. Is it, I mean, is it just something that kind of generally changes depending on who? As we're talking, he's on Bumble right now. So hey, hey, hey. <laughs> which is a great. On, uh, he's trying to get his. Own, t- he's trying to get him. Out, yeah, his own little. <laughs> he's trying to get his own little <laughs> fling. His little boo right now. Um, but uh, like, do you have to like set individual ground rules with everybody, or is it just kind of like you know, maybe it just happens, and then you guys talk about it after the fact? Is or do you I set like big guidelines right out of the gate when you establish that this is just a fling? I mean, I never, personally, I never like to really limit things unless I know for 100% certain that I am in no way, shape, or form, like, ready for a relationship. So for me, personally, that's the only time where I'll really kind of set that limitation. Everything else, I just kind of leave it leave it open. And then as long as, like, everything's, like, kind of vibing between both of us and just kind of, just kind of let it run. 
Um, but I mean, going back to Bundy's question about, or excuse me, Sal's question. That's right. You guys are trying to be uh, that's good. Yes. PC and everything. Way to catch okay, it. Okay, going back, going back to Sal's uh, Sal's question about the the do's and the don'ts. I mean, I would definitely say don't don't lie or try and purposely be misleading in any way because that's just a really shitty way to go about dealing with relationships with other people. And then I, I'd say as far as do's, like, just just do you. Be yourself. Do whatever makes you happy. And as long as you're not negatively impacting someone else's life, then it doesn't really matter. Well, that's a good like, – that's a good – Listen, that's a fair statement, and I think that's also an honest statement too, right? Because so oftentimes we try and, um, like I said earlier in the show, cater to someone else's beliefs, cater to someone else's, cater to someone else's thinking, in hopes of trying to attain a certain goal, right? And so you said just be you, right? Which I think is a huge st- statement. Before let you, before we let you go, um, I'm gonna ask you one hard question. It's gonna probably be difficult to answer what happens when the summer flame becomes the relationship um well i mean i don't think that i i don't think that's necessarily like an issue at all like if both people are into it then it just is what it is so you can kind of ride with it so then i'll kind of carry off of that because my last question was going to be if it ever got to a point where you felt like one side was starting to gain feelings or maybe just yourself, how did you address that? And I know just basically in your situation, it was never really you, maybe one time, but that's all I can think about. But how do you handle that? So you're saying if someone starts to develop feelings and then like, the other uh, person yeah. feel that way? Is yeah. that what you're saying? How, how, well, you could have. You, maybe you could have started. I don't know fully all of your summer flings. I know you've had quite a few, so I don't know. Hey, we're not trying to out anybody. We're not trying to out anybody. That's why we brought him on. He's our expert. <laughs> well, I guess. Jesus. Sorry, Zach. Try to, but. Uh, is that something I can tell my resume? Help me get a new job? Um, you know what? I'll co-sign <laughs> it if you'd like. I'll co-sign it. <laughs> um, but no, I. going back to what I originally said, you just kind of kind of got to be honest with people. If, like, someone, if you get the idea that someone's kind of getting more attached to you than what you want or what you're feeling. And you just kind of got to be honest with them and just kind of tell them like, Hey, like I'm not really up for that. Not, not ready for a relationship, that kind of thing. And then from the other side, like if you're the one starting to catch feelings, that kind of thing, and they're not feeling the same way. I mean, that's just something you kind of have to just kind of have to accept because you can't really force someone to feel a certain way about you. So I, I would just say you just have to kind of – that's just kind of the uh, the cautionary area that you have to – that you're going to be in if you go into like summer flings, that kind of thing. Because obviously most of the time it's just that, a summer fling, and not going to be anything more. So if you, if you catch feelings and she doesn't, then you just kind of have to learn to accept with that and then maybe move on to the next one if, she, if it happens early enough in the summer. Gotcha. So, I guess uh, I'm trying to think. Of my last question here. Probably have a good one here. Um, I'll do it. Have you ever seen in any scenario, or I don't know, you can be honest with yourself if you like. Have you seen or know any friends 
that have gone into the situation where they know that, you know, the other person wanted more than they did and they just kind of, you know, went through the motions or maybe even hid their own just to get what they wanted and then dipped. Because that's the bad side of this thing. It's, it happens, unfortunately, but it's the bad side of summer flings. Yeah, I I have been a part of both ends of that myself, unfortunately. Um, but, I mean, like I said, it's, it's never fun. So, like, obviously you don't want to be that person where you just kind of lead someone on. Um, and then, obviously, being the side that is led on kind of sucks. Like I say, you just kind of have to accept it for what it is and just kind of take your losses and, you know, just kind of keep your head up because there's plenty of fish out in the sea. Well, that's it. I mean, that's that's a way to pick it up, I guess, at the end of it. Um, I've got one more question for for Colin here, but I'm gonna, I'll throw it out there to see if you want to answer it. If not, we'll I'll let you go. What do you do? How do you handle a summer fling with the other person leaving at the end of the summer. So a true summer fling where you're only in town for the summer and they bounce. Um, well, I mean, that just kind of depends on, so you're saying like you just met them like the beginning of the summer and it's yeah, yeah. Just that two, three months. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, again, you just kind of have to, either you guys communicate and try and figure something out if and figure out like if both of you like kind of wanted it to be something more than just a fling or if one person's not into it, then you're just going to kind of have to cut your losses. Zach, we appreciate you coming on today. We really appreciate all the insight you put in and, you know, being truthful because some things you could have kind of kept to yourself, but you kind of let your private well, you didn't reveal names. We never do here. You kind of let yourself out there. We appreciate that. We hope you have a good night, and we will I'll see you in a couple of days. Yep, sounds good. Roll tribe. <laughs> Roll tribe. See you later, man. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right, Sal. So I'm sure you said you wanted to ask me that question too, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've never personally been in the situation. I, I don't know if I can count the most recent situation I've ever been. I've been in with a woman which 14 months ago. I wouldn't call it a fling because I don't think it was long enough to even be considered that. In fact, it was only a weekend. So it's like to some people, they might on the outside look of it as like a one-night stand, but to someone on the inside, it was not the case. In fact, we're actually really close today. We're, we're great friends. It's weird to think about, but it's like you've only known someone or seen someone physically for 48 hours of your life. <laughs> I call it a traveling fling. That's a difference. There's a difference. But it, you legitimately were only around each other for 48 hours. Yeah, but they're coming back in July, aren't they? Well, I mean, I'm not outing someone's personal travel plans and stuff. I, I, All right. I, well, I'm saying <laughs> if it happens again in a said month. You're asking me in a make-believe world if the said person or said people came back into my life, how would I approach it'd it? Be a, it'd become a travel fling, which are things. Like people have those. And then I never you have thought of issues. it like that. You know, it's like when that 48 hours were up and said person left, it just kind of like turned into like the really close friendship you have between a guy and a girl, like you, you like your girlfriends and your guy friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, you know, you... So it depends. Like what happens when they come back or when you go visit them? If things happen, it becomes a traveling fling. If not, you're just really good friends, it's, so we'll see. 
I agree. Play I, it out by ear. I I like to go back to Zach's point is going into things with an open mind. I'm not pushing any agenda. I'm not pushing any idea. I, you know, when she comes back, I'll visit her. I'll see her. We'll go out and you know have a good time. But I'm not putting any like plan into place. I I don't think like that. Like I think that's kind of weird. Oh, well, that's probably smart. Yeah, it is probably smart because you don't have a motive, like an unwarranted motive at that point. I agree. I definitely agree. Is there anything you want to touch on real quick before we wrap up? Anything along the lines of just, you know, a lasting point you want to make about picking up people, trying to attract people, meeting people at bars, summer flings, anything that we've talked about today? In all of it, in all of it, I think the most most important part is communication and being respectful of people's boundaries, of people's personal space, of people's time, and of people's feelings and emotions. Um, be respectful of the whole person throughout the entire process, whether it's a summer fling, whether you're picking someone up at a bar, whether you're trying to talk to someone anywhere. Be respectful and uh, use common sense. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I co-sign everything you just said there. My biggest thing is, you know, do it the right way. You know, use common sense is the biggest part of it. Like, if you didn't want someone to do it to you or do some type of move or whatever it is onto you, why would you do it to them? You know, just have the common courtesy with that. Yeah, totally agree. Um, More along the lines of summer flings and whatnot, like we said, if you want to do it and you guys both agree to it and you're both up for it, go ahead. We're not going to say no, obviously. I mean... Shoot, if we were in that position and we wanted to and the other person wanted to, we'd be okay with it too, I'm sure. I mean, I've never been in a position, so obviously I can't <laughs> speak from experience, but I have no issue with it. I just, both of these topics are really, they can really come down to very PC points of view. Very PC in terms of you got to be careful with how you address people doing things because if you can give them the wrong impression of going in there with high confidence trying to meet somebody and then they can come off doing something completely wrong completely wrong and it just can throw things off not only just makes her mad it makes her offended or makes him offended and him mad yeah communication is paramount communication is one of the biggest parts of everything you're going to do in life and obviously it's the case with trying to meet a significant other. Like Sal said earlier on, we don't know how to talk to people. Learn how to do it because it's going to help you in the long run find someone that's going to be there for you for the long run, literally. And it's important to do that. Uh, we Again, we appreciate you listening to this episode, episode number three. Episode number four is going to come down at some point. Like I say, with Sal, you're lucky enough to get something planned two days in advance. So we'll try to get something going. Um, but for Sal, this is CB. Thank you again to Zach joining us for our second segment. We will see you on the other side. See you guys. I've never felt like this before. I apologize if I'm moving too far. Can we just talk?